You're listening to Adventures in Middle-Earth Actual Play Using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on Obsidian Portal where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. You can cross-reference this episode as 2946 Third Age Episode 4. You'll find links to that and our other forms of media for our sessions as well as an index of this episode in the description. Last episode, as the party journeyed west with a message bound for Bjorn, they rescued a father from a spider's nest then, later, had to seek shelter from a fierce storm in a snug chamber in a hollow tree. We join them as the owner returns. Covered in filthy rags and heavily scarred face and arms and body as he comes in and rail thin, he's like a beanpole. Mad, starey eyes. Looks at you all kind of blinking. Jeremy Corbyn, yep. Well, what are they? <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> what are they? What are they doing here? I don't know. Why are they in here? Why are they by my fire? They've not been eating my rabbits, have they? Ah, water ask, goddamn, my back. <laughs> and then he kind of sits rocking on his haunches by the fire, just trying to dry himself out, almost like he's ignoring you. His wrists and ankles are scarred. And then he suddenly goes, ah, my house. You're in my house. And he, that's the most lucid you've heard him speak. And he leaps back towards the wall. Um, and he's brandishing this, like, bowed firewood hardened tip spear at you. They want, I don't know. They're not going to attack me. Well, they're not attacking yet. Leave me alone. What do you want there? We're not here to hurt you, old man. We're just sheltering from the rain. Thank Please you. Forgive us. Please forgive us, Father. We were sheltering from the storm. Uh, we mean you no inconvenience or disrespect. Because I might bet you! I'm joking. <laughs> You've got, you got water on the floor. Look, water down there. It was lovely oh. drying here. Oh, and no, we'll that's try, me. I did that. We'll try and clear it up. I'll try and clear it up a little bit anyway to, to look super helpful. Um, okay. I'll try and mop um, it up with Monin's T-shirt or something. <laughs> They're not hurting me. Oh, that's good. Have you got food? You. And he looks over at Hathas. Have you got food? If I've got some rations, then I will break some out and share a little bit with them and say, yes, certainly. Well, there's some most excellent rabbit here, which we haven't touched, but it smells delicious. Be my rabbit! Uh, more food. Oh, they've got food. Oh, what's this? It's biscuits. I don't like biscuits. I don't like biscuits! You don't like biscuits? Food. Oh. No. There's some bits of dried rubbery cheese, <laughs> or whatever else is in the rations. Some dehydrated yes. ice cream and some... <laughs> It's a meal meal ready in minutes. It just adds hot water. So. Yeah, it's a lot of um, noodles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like oh, cheese. I like cheese. And he like shoves it into his face and swallows it almost in one like a tablet. And then uh, I like cheese. Yeah, quite nice. Maybe they're maybe they're nice. I like the cheese. Why are you here? Why are you here in my house? There's a terrible storm outside, and we were we were driven in to find shelter by the awful weather. <laughs> okay, so he kind of looks and says. Not that bad, just water. There was lightning as well. We thought some of the branches may come down. He looks optimistically over you and says, uh, move, move that cheese and maybe maybe I'll try those biscuits. Uh, it's very dry. And then he goes over he goes over to one of the urns at the back of the cave and it looks like it's got some brackish water in it and he mm. takes some gulps from that. And then maybe biscuits? He looks inquiringly. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'll, yes, I'll, maybe you like the biscuits. I'll let him pick his way through some rations. That's not a problem. Maybe maybe put them in the water. And he dunks a biscuit in the water and squishes it up in his hand, which are filthy, and then just, like, chews on that. Oh, that's easy. That's nice. Oh, biscuit's nice. More cheese. Any more cheese? 
if there is some more cheese in, in what yeah, I've got you've out. Yeah, you've got some more cheese. So he, he's like filled and he's like belches and he looks quite, <laughs> it looks a bit green as if he hasn't eaten that much for ages. And then he contemplatively picks up a, a stick with a bit of partly cooked rabbit quarter on the end. And he starts just nibbling at that. You want to stay here, do you? Only while the storm's here, we'll be on our way as soon as possible after that. Okay, so give me a either charisma persuasion check, Hathus, or a riddle check, um, intelligence Uh, riddle check, whatever you prefer. I'll go for riddle, it's more fun. Okay, I've just got to share that with you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, So you had natural 20, so... um, it looks like he, I've won the entire of... house. So if you could just sign <laughs> over, <laughs> he he squats almost like an animal. He he's very very thin. I mean, like to the point of being extremely ill-looking thin. He crouches on in, in his haunches in an incredibly uncomfortable-looking position for normal humans, although he is human, just very thin. And he starts um, rocking a bit as he's warming up and. He starts shedding layers of like rags off him and skins and stuff as he starts to steam a bit by the fire. Um, he's looking a bit more happy since you fed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, okay, what, what are you doing here? Why are you in my house? Thank you for food. Do I feel his demeanor has changed or is just an, is just continuing in the way he was before? He's not acting threatening or... Mm-hmm. Or talking to himself about whether we should throw you out of the house. Yeah. So we're taking shelter from the storm um, while passing along the elf path, and then we plan to be on our way as swiftly and as um, trouble-free as possible. Okay, that's great. He nods. So do I feel he's yeah. more himself now he's had some food? He he seems strange. I mean, he clearly hasn't been around people for a long time. When you ask him his name, he kind of looks. Well, fairly blankly up to you and says, don't need a name, do I? There's only me here. I know who I am. I'm me. Need a name, though, because you're not me. Hey, old man, were you a prisoner once? I had a name once. They took it. What, up, what those scars there on your arms and your legs? Were you in shackles once? And he, he, look, he looks over at you and, and he's like, like, he almost starts as if he doesn't recognise you in some form and he steps away a little bit or just hops away from moaningness slightly and says oh you're a dwarf get away from me and he, and he, <laughs> Moaning just he, like just bites his lip <laughs> almost like, it, almost like he, it's bleeding <laughs> he, and he, but he kind of like he's got his wrists and he's sort of wringing them and he's almost like trying to simultaneously hide both sets of scars around his wrists from moaning he was very self very conscious of them who was it? He imprisoned you? Was it my kind? Some other kind? Uh, don't, don't remember. Long long time ago. Shadowy. And he shivers. Not due to the cold, it's due to memories, but the looks of things. Alright, well, it's your, your, your uh, thoughts. You keep them to yourself. So how long have you been here, me? And I'll sort of smile when I use his name, me. He's grins with, like, a few got a few missing teeth and yellowed stumps in his mouth and oh many seasons or oh, hundreds oh ten many seasons lots of holding and warming holding and warming yes i mean his ears look rounded right so he's, he's not he's human presumably or looks human 
Yeah, he would. You would probably guess at one point he was a woodman, but long time since he's lived in any civilization. Full on hermit. Is there anything obviously missing from his sort of woodman type preparation and provisioning of the house? Is it oh, I mean, he's hardly got anything here. So the only equipment he's got is basically probably pitch pot type materials that probably leak water at some point wooden wooden sticks he's used to carve things you don't you don't even see any like metal knives or anything around but so, yeah i mean he's hardly got any anything that a normal woman would be carrying around but he's potentially thrived and well survived at least for maybe 10 years in his little holiday well his big hollowed out tree oh yeah he's he's capable for those things mm. if you like semi-raw rabbit on a, as a main dart and those kind of things not not looking that well though okay so this um uh, just step away from game just talk about mechanics right now so this is a new type type of rules for middle earth first time you've, you've encountered these this is um weirdos an encounter where your actions that you've already taken in your interaction influence a dice roll to basically you want to try and stay here in the storm he wasn't that keen on you staying here so your actions that you've taken right now will influence that and it comes down to um a role uh pers persuasion role or uh, intelligence riddle check so that's what i had you roll chris mm -hmm. um and i'll just kind of fast forward a little bit with a 24 it was a a huge success he uh over the course of the next hour you feed him well um, give him better water even put a kind of uh, warmer, drier cloak over his shoulders. And he visibly relaxes. He actually sits on his bedroll. He the he pats it and Belgo sits next to him. Belgo seems strangely attracted to him, as in he doesn't feel threatened by him at all and just intrigued by him. And during the course of the evening, he, he makes an offer and says, well, you must stay here tonight. He, he talks with himself very frequently. He... He even argues with himself, but that arguing and even this talking with himself dies down as he gets more and more comfortable with your presence. So by probably later in the late in the evening, he's uh, feeling quite dozy. And he said, uh, oh, oh, yes, they can have it. Why not? Let's give it to them. And he reached into his furs that he's still got on and he pulls out. And you, you both recognize it as a double-bladed axe head, Amalfrida and Monin, uh, with a wolf. It's actually double-headed axe blade. It's got no stem on it, but it's got a wolf head looking yeah. from the where the stem would be out. And it's almost like its mouth's open would be the edge of the blade. And it's on both carved on both sides. Incredibly nice looking piece, just as incredibly decorative obviously he doesn't have a stem or anything uh -huh. was he keeping this um, down his trousers it is <laughs> he had a wolf down his trousers uh hmm. that's how uh, all the ladies chris give me um a uh law intelligence law check mm -hmm. and anyone else can give me a law check as well actually although you don't need to <laughs> you're <laughs> having some good roles today that's not bad yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Sigma, not not bad at all there either. 22, 21. Yeah. So um, 
you believe this is a very famous woodman axe that was thought lost centuries ago called wolf biter you've read about it um there was a legend attached like the wielder of it is it was the wielder of it a legendary woodman then yeah oh absolutely he was a leader of um woodland hall long long time ago generations and generations ago um uh, and it was handed down to future chieftains as the chieftain's axe. You know that at all now, there is no such weapon. Um, and they have either stopped the tradition or they've set up a new tradition. That, but it basically signified who was the ruler of Woodland Hall a long, long time ago. Uh, and you, you can recall that it was lost, lost uh, to one of the chieftain's sons was using it. He was captured by orcs and never seen, and the the axe was just lost to myth. And this, wow. you're almost convinced that's what this thing is. I'll, I'll drag it into your inventory. But that's what comes of rolling a natural twenty in your interaction. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful. He'll have to say when he's looking at it. Um... So at the moment, you don't know what features it has. Clearly, you know that this is a incredibly valuable valuable artifact yes. to people at Woodland Hall. Yes. Um, you would not be treating this as like booty or anything. No, no. It would be nice to connect it to Woodland Hall. So, sorry, did you say it was one-handed? It would probably be a two-handed axe. Okay. Oh, actually, I do have an image of it. Nice. Looking over at Amal Frieda, does she use a two-handed weapon? I think she does. Stuart, does Amal Frieda use a no, great axe? No, she doesn't. She needs to use a shield because she doesn't use armour. That's right. She's got a shield and a, uh, okay. and a single-handed weapon. This is a very important item, I think, to the people of Woodland Hall. So you're saying they'd pay a lot for it? I'm saying they would be exceedingly grateful for it to be safely returned to their longhouse. See, the problem, <laughs> yeah, the problem with Middle Earth is you think, how, how greedy can the dwarf be without gaining corruption? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. yeah, how bad's corruption? A little bit of evil here and there. It doesn't really, really help. I, it's completely up to you how you want to play Monin. It's, it's absolutely fine. But yeah, you. Uh, it would take a fair while for you to go completely off the deep end and then <laughs> me take control. Um, so, uh, but yeah, you can kind of play him exactly as you want. Well, his shadow weakness is lure of power rather than money. So I suppose it would more be the idea of giving this back and gaining favours from them rather than money. Yeah, yeah. That um, would work. Yeah, so um it's an incredible find. I put it in the put it in the combat tracker. Uh, sorry, put it in the inventory on the party sheet and you are uh feeling very, very glad that you found the spot. Um So I guess the easiest thing is if we just chat a bit, see out the night and then just assuming the weather's broken to crack you know, just crack on in the morning, mm-hmm. bid our farewells, and okay. It's it's he tells a strange tale when he hands this over, oh, okay. and he he's mum, muttering to himself that dark darkness and shadow it's attracted to things and things like this. He even just things like I don't know stones or eggshells or gemstones or rings or or axe heads like this. I don't want it anymore. I had it too long. And he's sort of muttering him a bit to himself and a bit warning you about mm. it. And he seems quite pleased to be rid of it. Okay. 
Uh, and you're pleased that in the morning, the storm has dissipated. It's uh, a much nicer, much nicer day in the woods again. And you kind of bid farewell and head uh, head out. With the smith's eye, can he, uh, Monan, can he look over the axe head and see if he can see anything interesting about it? Sure. Give me a check. Despite being ancient and the main body of the blade being pretty tarnished, you scratch it with your thumbnail quite often, uh, quite in the same place for a little while, and then see that under the surface grime, it's shiny. And you actually spend a bit of time um, with your weapon cleaning materials and stuff, polishing a bit of it, and it's incredibly well-preserved under all the grime and, and surface tarnishing. Uh, and even more strangely, the blade looks like it's never been used. It's absolutely razor-sharp, which does strike you as being very, very suspicious. Okay. But he feels it's genuine, presumably. Very genuine, as in it's not a, a, one of the best weapons you've ever seen, including on King's type thing. Okay. So I okay. suggest... We bid our farewells and, and cheerily hit the road the next day. Be nice and happy with him, and make a mental note, make a best note we can of where he is in case we want to come back or need to come back. Um, mm -hmm. but crack on. That was fortuitous, wasn't it? Um, you believe that the forest gate is not too far from Rowanhold. Um, right at the edge of the path, at the edge of the wood. You've heard of the forest gate before. And you, so if that rumour is that in is true, that will be somewhere day to the south of that. May even be quite close to Roanhold. Or you, you haven't heard of that, Chris, or you haven't mm -hmm. heard of that either, um, Almafrida. Okay. Yep. Keep going. So you make good time. Another few um, few days go by. You think you must be getting towards the edge of the woods now. Your recollection of when you were traveling east literally a handful of months ago was that it should have been out by now still unwelcoming but the trees maybe it's your imagination but they seem to be thinning out some somewhat still the air in some places is not as stagnant and heavy and the light is brighter um sometimes through gaps in the canopy you can even see patches of blue open sky and in the filtered sunlight you stones scored with runes or piled rocks that showed that men once lived in these parts. Um, and this is something you haven't really seen in the in the heart of the wood. Uh, so the western edge is obviously at some point broached over settlements occasionally mm. coming across. That's good. So we think we're coming out. Yeah, you think you're you're probably nearing the western edge. And this this particular morning, the uh, sun rises on fairly warm, and that's actually unusually warm for weather. Uh, and it lifts everyone's spirits a bit. Temperature rises a little. You actually throw off travelling cloaks uh, as the as the day goes on. You start feeling midday. Sunday pretty much overhead. It's yes, yeah, it's all very hot. Um, and there's a weird sense of lethargy. The kind of creeping almost seems to be creeping out of the ground. Your legs are feeling heavy. Flies are buzzing around your ears. Um, and water that's uh, from from recent storms that's still trickling beside the path and across it 
you're almost like whispering a half-forgotten lullaby. And then a short distance ahead of you, there uh, is an old stone well up ahead in a clearing that's um, very obviously part of what would have been some sort of settlement, um, probably about two, 200 yards ahead. On an unrelated note, do you mind giving us a um, rest break so we can get our stuff back? There may be a long rest, which you can only do in a sanctuary. Get a short rest, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. I can, that's a good point. That's me in Rollmaster mode thinking, oh, a night's sleep and I can get that all back. No, you're in normal 5e mode as well, but Middle Earth, they really make a thing about the sanctuaries, and that's the only place you can get a proper, truly restful night's sleep. Otherwise, you're out on the road, you don't feel safe enough to to have a proper deep, deep rest. Yeah, if you're constantly on guard, lying on stony ground and cold and stuff you don't get the benefits of a long rest and yes yeah, as chris says apart from it the good thing is action surge is a short or long rest at least for a fighter anyway i'm not sure in the middle of aim stuff i assume it's short or long rest it is yep oh okay cool um, and i like that i like that the flavor of it um and you're almost feeling kind of compelled to go and investigate this thing everyone give me a wisdom saving throw Oh, wisdom saves. Oh, yep. God, <laughs> failed all dead. Okay, so Sigma, Hathos, you feel generally just awful to the extent feel downhearted, disconsolate, just worse you felt for a long time, and actually pick up a point of shadow. God. I presume that's not good. Not not ideal, no. You can you can get rid of it, but you're very low. The the rest managed to kind of shake it off, but Monin and Amalfrida exchange concerned looks because you guys Hathus and Sigma are determined to rest really close to the well. And you can't talk them out of it, unfortunately. So you decide basically it is midday. You can stop for a midday break, um, and you decide to stop a short distance from the well. So Monan will try and argue his case. There's a foul feeling about this place. I don't care what you say. You just need to move away. There's something around here. Need to move back. It's just, it's just a well. I'm knackered. We've been travelling for days. I'm just going to have me bloody lunch. Yeah, that's going to come out. There's any bogeyman coming out the well. Look, you've, you've, you, you know, sometimes this, these lands can permeate your soul. I'm asking you as a friend, you, you, you just need to move, please. How set are we then, John? You're set. You, you are actually, like, I just need a break. I just need to yeah. rest my eyes for maybe just an hour after lunch and then we'll be on our way. Sigma's the same. He's got his, like, boots up on, on a rock in front of him, he's got his head cradled in a, a piece of the rubble um, with his hands laced behind his head and he's got his hat pulled down over his eyes a bit and says, look, just need a rest. Amalfrida and Monin are getting really worried now. They've not seen Matt like this. Both Baldor and Belgo are also determined to rest here. You're kind of outnumbered. Um, dog, Chris, Hathis, you 
you kind of don't register it, but everyone can see it. The dog is looking around pretty much in every quarter, sniffing the air. His hackles are raised, his tail's between his legs, and his ears are, ears are well mm. down. Um, something is really strange going on here. Could Monan take Ooh. a shit by the well? Can <laughs> <laughs> do. Let me uh, let me stick a map up so you can just kind of see roughly what this is like. Basically, if he can try and work out which way the wind's blowing, and then try and shit um, upwind from it, so it just the smell. Okay, I'd like I'm just put you on the um, map. So, uh, guys, move move it around as you want. Um, that's as you're on the eastern side of this clearing. The well is towards the west. Is is um, oh, Celis actually here? Yep. I've not heard ML free to speak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. There's not be Zeds on someone if they've not not at the keyboard if they're or if they're just not moving the mouse. Um, Brother Hafis will go and sit on a rock and try and have a bit of a rest and a bit of food. Okay, do you Hey, I'm all freedom. Stick must take a running jump. <laughs> I'm all free. I don't. I don't feel good about this place. I'm going to get these lot moving. Any plan? Any any way we can do this without actually? John, do I sense anything with vigilant senses? Give me a yeah. Just give me a perception check in the uh, at advantage in the tower. Yeah, you you. There's something unnaturally wrong with the, the place. You're not sure if it's the well or the ruins around you, but there is something very wrong with this and dangerous. And the other, the other two are just slumped down by the well. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting with my back to it and my feet stretched out right. and nodding off. Did you, you nod off. So, Sigma, as you kind of sit there, you notice an old ancient old rope um a cross member just dangling into the darkness so it looks like maybe make out some old roots or something in in the well at some point in the bottom there's a rotten old rope hanging down into it strange as you you begin to doze off after a after your lunch you haven't really investigated it you're worried about it the rope do we see it yeah yeah it's definitely there um, Can I start yanking so, it up? Hang on a sec. So just, this is before, um, this is while you were they were kind of dozing. Um, so Sigma, you doze off and have very very vivid dreams. With this very vivid intuition that there is something of great value in the bottom of the well. Well, well beyond any normal hidden baubles. In the forest, or old axe heads that you've had from miserable old hermits, very valuable something in there. And Hathas, as you're dozing by the, your stone with your hat pulled over your eyes a bit, mm -hmm. you feel that read a read in a book somewhere that there is lore concerning a well in the woods that you can vaguely remember about. Mm -hmm. That there is something very useful to your quest in the bottom of the well and it's very vivid mm -hmm. am i asleep at this moment or dozing you're kind of dozing so um as you're dozing um moaning and amalfrida walk over to the well so guys what do you want to do 
I think that rope is quite a temptation. I'd like to cut it and just drop it down. And Mona would like to yank it up. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want to cut it? I'm afraid I want to see the bottom of it. It could be anything on the, on the at the end of it. Then we could cut it or drop it. But if you're set in your ways, I'm afraid of then you cut that rope there. I just don't like this place. It's it's a foul place. No, neither do I. John, I'd like to cut the rope and just drop it down, please, so that it can't okay. be used to climb down. Yeah, you cut it. It's really rotten. Um, it would have snapped easily if someone had tried to yeah. climb down it. Um, and you just kind of drop it in there. We estimate it's like thirty feet deep. It's not that deep, but um, okay. Does, it, does the yeah, air smell yeah. fine? It bending over. Your, yeah, the hackles are raised on your, or like the hairs in the back of your neck yeah. are standing up. It feels really wrong. But the closer you get to the well, the more wrong it feels. So how about a bit of guile? How about I go off there a wee bit there to the west, and I'll say there's uh, something coming, something evil coming. And then you say you hear it too, and then we'll raise everybody and say and and try and get them to run away from here, until we get them away from this place. You know, you think that might work, right? What what's a what's a good threat? Uh, wolves, Troy wolves. Right, good one. And then Mona will, will call at the top of his voice, wolves, wolves. I hear them. They're coming. Get up, rise, rise, rise. Let's get out of here. They're coming this way. Move. I'll, I'll start shaking Sigma. Okay, so Sigma kind of eyes open and feeling hell to investigate the wealth in the well. Uh, he's a bit out of body. Um, he kind of recognizes you, Amalfreda, but he doesn't look in full control of his faculties and Hathis doesn't wake up at all. Um, Baldor seems to be snoring. He's further away. Belgo gets up and starts. Looks like he's here, heeding your call, Monan. He starts. He runs past the dog. Dog's looking all around. He's looking very worried because you're anxious, Monan. Um, and Belgo does appear to be running that way as you as you instructed. So, am I back in control of myself now, John? You're in control, but you're. Basically, you're compelled to investigate the well. You're not that worried about wolves at the moment. So, Monan, will, if he sees uh, Hatha started to dither or anything, he's going to grab him by the shoulder. Are you mad, man? Let's get going. Quick, quick, quick. Is there actually a, a path to the cell? Yeah, so basically, you you were heading roughly that way. So, um, if we can kind of could, cajole him, push him, shove him, anybody who's not is going towards the world, just try and push him down southwards. Um, especially Belgo, who looks to be going the opposite direction. I want him to go. Oh, uh oh, where did Belgo go? He, did, he, oh, he didn't no. just fall down the well, please. Just to say that. Lobbed himself yeah. in there. Everyone, <laughs> give me, everyone, give me a perception check in the tower. Am I awake, John? I just say I wasn't even waking up. Yeah, you did wake up when Monin shook you, but okay. you're you're want to investigate the well. That's really absolutely your vivid vivid dream. So Sigma. You, um, I'll just write this to you. I'll just. Could it be breakout audio for the first time ever? So uh, actually, that's not going to be good to good good audio, is it? Um, so role play this appropriately, guys. Sigma, you saw Belgo 
jump into the well deliberately. Oh, Jesus. Um, you then got this horrible feeling. Little brat's going to steal it, whatever's down there. He's ahead of mind. you. Um, oh, you little shit. Little bugger's going to take it away from under your nose. I'll jump over the edge. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. You, um, you jump in and you can see as you jump over the side, just moving on to the, into the well, Bellow's about 10 foot down. He looks like he's landed awkwardly on like a stone ledge about 10 foot below the surface, covered in vines, uh, that kind of stuff. But holy crap, what is going on here? Everyone roll for initiative because as Belgo and Sigmar land in the well, these tentacles start moving. Is it tentacles? Don't know. Could be could be old tree roots. But they're right on top of Sigmar and Belgo. Yeah. It's yeah. writhing. It's writhing around in the bottom. It is an MTM. <laughs> really wouldn't want one of those. Okay, second, so second most fearsome beast behind behind the uh, many testicle monstrosity. <laughs> fuck you up, yeah. It has a weak spot, at least. <laughs> Modin, you get to react first as you hear, and, and Sigma. Um, as soon as these things started writhing around, you completely snap out of whatever this compulsion was. You can think, what the fuck am I doing standing on a many testicled monstrosity in the barber of a well? And, but this thing is, this thing is all around you. Um, and more worryingly, Belgo is looking shit scared at the other side of it as well. Monin, you get to react first. Okay. So looking at Hatha's eyes, does he look like he's still a little bit crazed or has he changed in any way? Has he gone back to his normal self? I should he say. Look, no, he looks a bit crazed, um, like compelled to still go in there. He hasn't seen these MTM. branches, roots, and vines coming, writhing around in the well yet. And actually, to be fair, does Bonin even know that's happened? Yeah, you saw. Yeah, I guess you and Amal Frieda, because you're much more aware, saw tentacles writhing over the top. Well, and then disappear. There could be tentacles, could be free roots, something like that, but it's very unnatural. Okay, so he'll use an intimidation as best he is, is put, try and put on his most evil face and say, Hathas, if you drop down there, I will chop your fucking legs off. You stay up here and you help us, and I'll try an intimidation on him. Okay, give me a roll. Do it in the. Uh, yeah, Hathers, give me a wisdom saving throw. Um, open or tower? Open, fine. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you can't your... reach your fucking knees. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're kind of spaced still. Mm. Um, Must go in well. It, it's almost... Moan, it's almost as if he Treasure just didn't even recognise your recognise your words. Okay, so Bonin's just going to sigh because he, he he can't just spend his time trying to talk Hathas down. <laughs> <with the> <laughs> yeah, I just have to swap to weapons and move towards the the well. 
And weapon will have to um, be... I mean, how far is the tentacle thing? Is it strikeable, or does it need to be a ranged weapon? No, it's strikeable. It's like frothing up up, up, the, up the well. It's kind of fill, partly filling most of it. You could easily reach in and hit it. And, and guys, I'm really sorry. I just read a bit further. I've misspoke about you guys in the well. Sigma, as this as these tentacles started um, launching up that Amalfrida and Monin saw, you felt... You didn't feel them writhing around you but you felt as it almost as if your hands were running through piles of gold and gems and you were <laughs> shoveling them into a oh, into God. a pouch okay. oh, so i'm still yeah you are uh, still you are still under that influence now yeah you, you may be able to break out of it and especially if other people help but right now you are basically there and you, you can see that oh, actually belgo wasn't after your gold he'd be almost like Huddling someone the far side of the well. It look as you can't see anyone there, but that's exactly what it reminds you of. That's his mum, yeah. Yeah, so um, Mona will just go, okay, you know, I'd never, never touch you, brother. I like you. And just turn around and head towards uh, and, uh, and sorry, uh, Monin, your intimidation did have an effect on Hathas. Uh, oh, uh, what? It, 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 absolutely, you didn't need to make a save at all. So Hathas is suddenly, Ugh, what's going on? And you just see Moni's big ugly mug right in front of him, screaming at him to pull out of it, and he he pulls out of it very quickly. Um, okay, so Moni, it's 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 your it's your action. So that was a I'll say that was a free action just to scream at Hathers to snap out of it. So what do you want to do now? Yep, just draw weapon shield, move to the edge of the uh, well, hoping to hit them. I suppose next turn. Okay, token the lock to so just drag drag it there. No, so you can move and attack. Um, so it's a free action to scream at Hathas. Uh, bonus action to draw your weapon. Uh, you don't have your shield out yet. You just drew your weapon. So this this round you can attack with it if you want. Cool. Whoa, what happened there? Is that advantage or? No, uh, you rolled twice. Uh, oh, okay. It's not because one hit, one miss. So just just roll once. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll use I'll use an inspiration so you can use either. All right, in which case, you're, one of them did hit, so um, roll damage. Um, so your weapon cracks into this thing, and it writhes and lashes lashes out and around, um, much like a whirlwind pattern coming well out of the well now. Um, big. Whatever's down there is huge. Um, and you can see over the lip that Belgo and Sigmar are strangely not worried at all about it. You're crapping yourself looking at the size of this thing down there um but that's all you can do to, right now so the dog whimpers and mm -hmm. just bolts south absolutely shits himself baldor is still kind of asleep comatose this monstrosity thing lashes tentacles going everywhere at Monin. This thing lashed, lashed out at you, Monin, but it missed you, fortunately. It was big, and it whistled past your head really quickly. Amalfrida, you get you get the jump next. Okay. Nice. That worked. Ah, oh, this thing writhes. Uh, and strangely, Sigmar, as you're suddenly surrounded by tentacles in this stinking, evil, riddled well, ah. and you've got this fleeting memory of hands running through gold coins and shoveling them into a purse which has gone as your bowels loosen in the in this well but you can act now um whatever something's happened to have uh 
kicked you out of your stupor and unfortunately you're stuck in a well with a thing with thrashing tentacles so what do you want to do uh can i fight it with a broadsword or i'd have to use a dagger um dagger with no penalties a broadsword will be at minus two if you wanted to use that uh <clears throat> oh, use the dagger uh or you could try and climb out um you're only, it's only you're only 10 foot down but bell goes in here as well at the moment yeah, no, no I'm, I'm going to slash at it in a mad panic. So um, uh, does it count as being um, an ally within five feet of it? Because I know that Monin's ten feet up and Belgo's not necessarily a threat. No, you'd need to be on the same level as your ally. Bel Belgo's non-combatant, basically. Okay, so it's just an all attack. Um, Have at it. That hit. hit. Powerful hit. Nice damage, though. Um, Belgo shrieks. I should have done it before Sigma, but Belgo shrieks. Hang on a second, Hathas, and attempts to climb around the well, feet and that arm scrabbling on the sides. But he keeps slipping back down and he's terror in his eyes, moaning. You can see him just below you. Hathas, it's your action. So, what's Hathas' worldview? Does he, he snapped out of it and realized? He's been a fool or something was playing with his mind and there's a thing down the well. Yeah, so he can he doesn't necessarily realise he can see Amalfrida, this sort of steely look in her eyes, slightly manic look actually, if if I'm being honest, uh swinging her weapon with massive fury at this riding mass of tentacles. Reapers or tentacles coming out of the top and moaning being moaning, standing feet apart on the edge of the well, slashing heartily down below him. Okay, so that's definitely Sigmar's voice yeah. echoing out of the well, going, ah, 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 get it off me! <laughs> so Hathas will run to the side of the well. Um, at that point, can he see Belgo struggling to get out? And can he try uh, and help him, help him get out, or...? Yeah, he can see him below there. You can see he's, he's about 10 foot below you. Um, there is absolutely ashen white Belgo's face looking up at you pleadingly and oh, well, he's, I'll probably been trying to climb up. If I lower my quarter, my staff down and say, grab hold of this, I'll help you up. I'll try and help him up. Okay, that's your action. Um, he, yeah. You'll see if that worked at the beginning of next yeah. time. Next time. All right, uh, Monin, you get to act next. Do you ever play like Wolf a... Pops a after the dog. An RPG game that you have those missions that you pick up, and um, they have the escort mission. That's what Belgo and uh, Baldur is, is like. Yeah, you know, keep them alive. Just so. take you to like all the dangerous parts. Go, no, no, don't, don't go down there. Ah, oh, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so, what are you up? What are you uh, I'm going to spend my last inspiration point and attack the uh, many tentacle monstrosity uh, and take my shield out if possible. Take your shield out as a bonus action to start with. So do that at attack at, at advantage, which was fortunate because you wouldn't have yeah, otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Thank God. Uh, okay, damage. Punk Warhammer crunches into it. Wooden creeper splinter a bit, but this thing's still attacking. Baldor's still asleep, and then this monstrosity gets to act. And it, uh, Sigma, you can see this. It kind of. It's almost, you could swear, it's almost like bracing itself with a load of its tentacles and a big mass of it disappears five feet down the well and then lashes upwards blindingly fast. 
and tentacles lash out in all directions from up in the well and with you as well. So this thing tentacle bomb. <laughs> checking Sigma Sigma does a thirteen hit you. Or maybe uh I'm class fourteen. Does not. Uh Amalfrida, this is an advantage, isn't it? Yeah. Does a twenty hit you? Yeah. So you're you're just blindly swinging, incredible ferocity, but not taking any care of dodging or anything. And so this pentacle lashes out. It it hits you. So you get battered across the arm by this thing. So give me um, a dexterity saving through, Amalfrida. This tentacle wraps around the arm it struck and it drags you bodily to the well on the lip give me a strength um athletics no sorry strength saving through oh no i'm afraid it gets pulled over to land on the shelf right next to you sigma uh she's in there moaning another tentacle lashes out at you uh missed you um managed to just get your shield up and it tries to wrap around it but misses and finally, Hathas, or oh, this one lashes out at you, hits you, hits you, clouts you around the head. You see stars, your head cracks back as this certainly does. big branch swings straight into you. And that's everything it does this, this round. It's lashing out in all directions. It's like leaves and things flying everywhere, cool. dust in the air. Amalfrida. What about Belgo? Right? Yeah. Wow, Belgo. Belgo's a lucky kid. Uh, Belgo <laughs> missed, missed him. Um, it get, get lashes around at him, um, maybe scurrying around, or Hathas's staff is it, uh, it deflected from it. I'm afraid you're in the well now, but you can still definitely attack. It's a miss. You want to try and climb out? You can do if you want. No, I'll stay there. Okay, gotcha. Belgo makes a jump to try and catch the end of the staff, Chris. Mm -hmm. Can't make it. Just falls back into the well. Come on, lad! And he's saying, "Help me! Help me!" Uh, Sigma, you're up. Uh, slash the bugger again this time. The good thing is you've got will, a colleague uh, next to you this time. Yeah. And hit him. So I click on that thing first now, and that will apply the damage automatically. Yeah. And then roll the damage. Yeah. Wow, that's huge. Okay, good job. It's getting angrier and angrier, and riding more and more. Athos. Uh, situations like this. I can. Uh, I think it's better off to kill the beast, and it's not working getting the kid out. So I'm going to try smack it with my trusty quarter staff of death. If I can reach it from there. Yeah, oh yeah, it's tentacles everywhere. Bits uh, of them are breaking off with these withering blows that it's receiving. Sixteen. That's a hit. Five fromage. I was expecting to see it say dying. <laughs> I must admit, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Monin, you're really pissed off with this thing now. Yeah, I'm going to do action surge. And he just screams, no, Kazad, look! Kazad, Kazad! And just try and smack the shit out of this thing. Once he sees Amalfredo go over the lip, he just loses it. Misses. Crunches into the stones around the well. And then second the action second, surge gets second it. One. That's, got it. That's got it. It's true. Oh. Bits of... Bits oh, of... Vine fly into the air and land writhing on the floor next to you. You've chopped bits off. 
or broken bits off. But unfortunately, the the MGM. things in its death throes almost is lashing out at everyone again. Oh no! <laughs> Sigma, you get hit, unfortunately, no. as it squidges you against the side of the well. Oh, that hurt! It winded Ow. you as it knocked knocked you into it. Amalfrida, sorry, is it attacking everybody again? Yeah, armor class sixteen. Amalfrida, miss. Uh, no, miss. misses. You fended off. Scared look on your face. This thing looks incredibly strong. Next one is Monin. No one can hit Monin. Oh, apart from that one. You sound like a football football pundit. <laughs> yeah, it's like the kiss of death. They're never going to score. Oh. You are hit. Uh, this thing lashed out of the well and clouts you in the side of the helmet, knock, knocking you reeling. And actually, you have to kind of stop a bit, and push the, the helmet out of your eyes with the rim of your shield, blood dripping into them a bit. Um, finally, last but not least, Athos is. Sorry. Hit. Oh, hang on. That's a dex check. Phew. That's me. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry to see if you get pulled in. Uh, you don't. You dodged it. Hathas, I'm a class 18. Yeah, that definitely hits. No! Hathas <laughs> is caught in, the, caught in the head, is caught square in the face by by one of these thrusting up, up thrusting pieces of wood as he's reaching out to attack him. Combat not being his strong suit and uh, <laughs> collapses backwards on the ground. Uh, Amalfrida, you'll get to it next. We will avenge you. <laughs> What happened to what's his name? Figures, figure me. I'm afraid of hits. What? Still alive? Hang on. Belgo was also hit, unfortunately. Ah, Belgo wails. He's broken my leg. Can I have your staff? He's... <laughs> <laughs> he makes an attempt to scrabble out of the well on his own. And with a broken leg, he hasn't really got broken leg. Oh, okay. Uh, fails miserably. Uh, Sigma, you get to rack that next, though. Right. Well, I'm going to slash at it again. But if I don't kill it, you hit it, which I might. Uh, dash, finish it off. Surely. Oh. oh. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. It died. I've got air screen just filling up continuously with. Errors. Create texture failed. That's what happens when you die. Okay, exactly. Gone that. Stop. Open eyes fail. Breathe fail. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, just close it and ignore it. It'll go yeah, away. Or, yeah. or, or fantasy grounds will crash at some point in the near future as you run out of memory, system memory or something. But they'll all fix all this in with the enormous amounts of money they just raised. So, um, then you are in shock. You pull everyone out of the well and this thing limply just collapses back in and it's strange. Even the tentacle things or the rope-like bind on the floor seems to wither and disappear in front of you. Moaning, you run straight over to... No, I don't know how we heal here, but I presume it's medicine? Medicine to stabilise. Yeah, just trying to stabilize. So what I'm going to do this in round order. Um, so everyone can help. I'll keep going. 
Sigma did the killing blow. So, then, so Mona, which, can we just wait a, a second until you react? Just move sure. back. Uh, Hathas, give me a death saving throw, uh, which is on your... Mm, it's on the front page at the bottom, is it? Front page at the bottom, yeah. yeah so just hit that death save. Success. Good. One success. So you, you don't want three failures. You do want three successes. Three successes mean you stabilize. So that was your action. The next up is Monin. So you, Monin, you run to run to his side um, and try and administer some first aid. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, good luck. Ooh. Wow! It's like full on, full on field medic from Monin there. <laughs> Astutely grabs some bandages out of Hathas's pack. Um, looks at the contusion on the side of his head, sticks a compress with folded bandage, and then wraps the bandage around it. And my, uh, so yeah, that that succeeds in stabilizing you, so you don't need to make any more saves. Um, have us, mm -hmm. you are stable, but just yes. unconscious at the moment. Um, a Baldor gets up, the dog and the horse, um, don't look as panicked anymore. They were they ran off down the down the track, um, and they ambled back after a couple of minutes. After a couple of minutes, however, Hathas is still unconscious, uh, and you're all always in shock around the well. Uh, Belgo is really badly injured; he's like very white, shallow breathing, and Hathas is unconscious. We are out of rounds now, are we? You are out of rounds, yeah. I can hear Stuart's taking that hooker out. <laughs> he's opened the chest at the gimps <laughs> I'll just put onto the patio <laughs> okay what do, you, what do you want to do uh, do you want to hang around for Hathas or yeah well I, I think yeah. this thing is scary enough for it to be the only predator in this area so this is now probably the safest area within a short short hike which is sounds quite good. I mean, how does uh, how do I feel? How do do I feel like the oppressive nature is gone, or is it still that bad feeling? Uh it's it's not a patch on what it was. There was general low levels of anxiety that just the was causing you, but it's you're kind of back to that. It's not feeling okay. Heavy. So Mona, uh, look look at um Sigmar and nod. Not a good advice. You basically resolve to rest up until Hathas comes round. And is able to help Belgo. So you do what you can for Belgo. Baldor seems to be the closest to Belgo that you've seen for a long time. Though his son's injured and tends to him as well. Um, but you make a decision to kind of rest overnight and see what happens. And fortunately, overnight, Hathas comes around. No one else gets any benefit. You're worried, but Hathas stabilizes. Uh, so very yeah. weak state. Uh, as far as healing is concerned, can I spend a hit die when we have a short rest? Uh, yeah, so you can, over some point overnight, you can expend one or two hit die to heal. Remember, you only pick them up once after a long rest, and official long rest only happen in... What about second wind? Is that the same deal? Second wind you will pick up after a, a short rest, yes, you do, you do regain that. So I can just push it now and hopefully have a sleep and be okay? And how many hit day for uh, for a sleep? So you don't regain hit die unless you're in a sanctuary. Okay. 
Don't you? How far is Rowan hold? Uh, you would estimate probably three or four days. Yeah. So can Hathas try and heal Belgo and heal himself using his hands of the healer? Can he use hands of the healer? I assume so. It'd be silly if he can't. Yeah, you can endeavor to heal. Okay. So I guess Hathas will. So Hathas is presumably on one hit point, but he will. What's how badly injured is Belgo? Badly injured. He's pale and shallow. Shallow. Okay. So he'll crawl over to Belgo and he'll do his hands of hands of the healer on Belgo. Actually, he'll do it over ten minutes. He'll spend ten minutes tending to the creature, binding his wounds, treating with herbs and poultices, and offering soothing words. Um, cool. Which gives a D eight. Multiply by my proficiency modifier, then add my wisdom modifier. So, actions. Hands of the healer. Do I have to target Belgo, I guess? Yep. And then, what's that? Heal D8 plus 4. Why is it D8 plus 4? My proficiency is only plus 1, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Okay, so that heals him 9. Ding! Your proficiency Jeez. should be plus two, I think. No, I need plus two. No. Okay, it should be, shouldn't it? It plus level, did you say? Ah, hang on. Yeah, sorry, there's two pluses. One is the quick version, but I'm doing the 10-minute version, so it should actually be 2d8 plus four. If he's got scope for another d8, John, he gets another d8. He, he doesn't he doesn't need it, but yeah, okay. He's maxed. Okay, yeah, there's two buttons. I pushed the wrong one. 2d8 plus there four. Is- um, can he use that on himself as well? I guess so. You only get one, so you haven't crossed it off. You only get one use between. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nope. at, at that level. Hang on. Uh, I would just check that in the book. Actually, you may, at second level, you may get. If Mona noticed uh, that Hathus was about to try and do his mojo, his on his on somebody else rather than himself first. Mona would have cautioned Hathis and say, "On yourself first. You can it's heal okay, him. I you can... can heal. No, you can heal him tomorrow. You need to be up That's and around. Right. I, can I, could, I can do this as well. I get one d8 healing die per level, and I'm second level, so I've got two dice. So I can do me as well, John. Okay. So I'll, I'll cure myself as well. Heal myself as well. That's definitely helped. Right. Ah." Oh. Oh, I feel a lot better now. Okay, you're feeling a lot better. What on earth happened? You didn't jump down the well. That's the good thing, Hathis. Taps on taps the shoulder. The well. well, speak to fucking <laughs> Gobshite over there, Sigmar. He jumped jumped over there like he was a fucking lemon. <laughs> I dreamed of gold. So do we now all feel that this place feel? wrong and, and evil or malevolent John yeah it's great you've got a nasty feeling that, that whatever that was isn't dead it looked We've dead it and it disappeared and it kind of slithered back into the well but where when you before you depart finally when you look down into it you saw the mud moving in the bottom a little bit again mm. maybe maybe it was maybe it was just the sun playing through the leaves but so we really ought to get out of this place I guess. Yeah, that's what you feel like. Let's put this place along behind us. Pour my flask of oil carefully 
over the mud at the bottom of the well and then drop a a cinder on it okay um takes you a couple of tries it's muddy and wet down there but eventually there's a woof and this oil catches and it burns fiercely for maybe 30 seconds seconds and then sputters and, and dies out um a level of feeling dissipates a little but it's not absent completely and we're just driving it down the well shiver shivers to go down your spine whatever that thing is you don't want to see it again make a kind of a, a decision to to head on yeah uh, before, before we um, leave our uh, money will speak to Amor Frida and, and as an aside uh, Amor Frida you know I know sometimes you look to me for guidance but you see when you're fighting and you get that look in your eye and I see you say lose it a wee bit I wouldn't want to fight you 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 keep hold of that you nurture that because you'll be a good fighter you keep on going there you hit that thing twice very very hard keep it going stop looking to me for guidance i'll look inside you i'm afraid you won't say anything she'll frown <clears throat> nice okay so you carry on uh with your bitch prudge hathas and sigma you uh the others notice you you seem to have taken this encounter more to heart than the rest of people. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, you're not feeling too bad by the time you get to the edge, edge of the woods. And from the from where they encounter the well, it's only a few short days travel to that edge. You emerge finally and joyfully into blazing sunshine and a, ref- and a refreshing breeze, gone as the overcast, damp, dark of Mirkwood, and you're out into even sort of rolling fields of uh, wilderland mm-hmm. you can see as you come out of here into the west. It's fantastic. It's far, far better than uh, anything you've seen for the last few days. Absolutely wonderful. Let's head for Rowanhold. Aye. All right. Uh, you carry, you walk out of the, uh, out of the woods, down into, uh, into wilderland, and you make a decision to kind of head southwest towards Rowanhold. You know it well. Um, and you would even swear that Baldor's spirits and even Belgo's fug lift a little bit as as you come out of the woods. Um, as you are near the uh, Rowanhold itself, Baldor says, look, I will love to spend one day with you in this hold. Um, just a Thank you properly for saving my son's life and me and and helping us get through the woods. We're never traveling that way. We're never traveling through there again. Um, we will make our life here. Not We've got nothing to go back to in Dale. Um, and he says, look, my offer still stands. Uh, I mean, you you did help him with the, his horse train. Um, he says, I will trade this in uh, west of the west of the woods, uh, maybe head down to Woodland Hall. But I want to thank you personally. And he hands out a pouch containing silver, a lot of silver actually, um, and says, "Look, I promise to pay you for your assistance, and here is that silver, and spend it wisely." And I've dropped that in the party sheet for you. 
Um, so you've now got some options, guys. You're in a sanctuary. You can actually get the benefit of a rest. You can actually, um, if you want, plan what's called a fellowship phase here. Uh, if you want, you could carry on to Woodland Hall. Maybe talk to people about the axe you found. I suggest we get a good night's sleep here and then crack on to Carrick because I think these messages are urgent and important. They were charged to us by the king, weren't they? Yeah, they take... That would be they, my they, vote. They take precedence. Yes, so but, I would say good night's sleep um, and then tomorrow morning we, we keep travelling to Carrick. But also as a player... What the hell's a fellowship mode? That that sounds cool. Or mm -hmm. fellowship phase. Yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> um, a fellowship phase is basically a period of time where you can do something out, essentially out of the immediate nitty-gritty of the action in the game to either improve your character, to improve um, a location, to open a location as a sanctuary, those kind of things. And that's where we'll leave it. We spent uh, the rest of the session discussing what a fellowship phase was uh, and some of the things we could have done and next session we will start with a fellowship phase and then carry on the journey west thanks very much for listening you can see all the things we do in the description all the usual bollocks thanks very much goodbye <laughs>